Thank you for joining us for the Life Point Podcast. We believe what you're about to listen to will help you experience life change. So let's jump into this week's message. Are y'all ready to go? So in, in uh, 1999, uh, me and Pastor Diane actually worked for the church that uh, previously owned this facility. And um, the church was going through a, a struggling time. And uh, one day I was just minding my own business and God actually spoke to me and said, you'll pastor this church one day. I said, what do you do with that? Well, we just put it on the shelf. There was a pastor at the time. We didn't have authority there. We just shelved it. Um, a few weeks later, the uh, pastor came in and he said, hey, uh, um, I feel like I'm supposed to move on. And, and I thought, wow, maybe I heard from God. You ever feel like that? <laughs> and... Um, Went on with a conversation, and then he asked me uh, what I was going to do, what that meant for me, and I shared it for the first time, and um, a couple days later, the total opposite happened, and he uh, removed the whole staff, got rid of us, and said he was staying. So, you ever been in that moment? What, what, did, I, what did I hear? So, we... We, um, we declined a, f- a few local offers and found ourselves in um, North Canton, Ohio, doing, uh, continuing to do ministry at, a, at a, an amazing church there. And um, in about 2006, in a prayer conference, God uh, spoke to me and said, you're going to go back and pastor a church here in the area. And at the same time, God spoke to Pastor Diane the same thing. And when the meeting was over, we started comparing notes. And she said, what do we do? I said, well, we're just going to put it on the shelf. They have a pastor. Same thing we did before. And uh, then God told us both, and that was in the spring. God told us both, uh, we would know in July. So in July, we were really praying. (laughs) <laughs> had her spiritual antenna. Well, July came and went. Like, man, I'm not good at hearing God. Um, that fall, the pastor of, of, of the church called and said, can I drive up and talk to you? I said, sure. We just literally thought it was over um, some things we were helping them with in an area of their ministry. And he came and he said, hey, uh, I met you five years ago. And when I met you, God said, I'm supposed to give you the church one day. I said, wow. He said, what do you think? I said, one, I, uh, I need to talk to my pastor at the time about some of that. And he said, oh, by the way, I was supposed to tell you this in July. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Uh, the reason why I start off with that is because obviously almost 20 years, uh, well, obviously we, we end up moving back and taking the position of that church, and almost 20 years later, we're in the building that God said, you'll pastor at. Um, So, God knows what he's doing. But the only reason I said all that to say was, there was this period of time where uh, I was doing Wednesday nights in Ohio and Sunday mornings in West Virginia. Sounded like a great idea until I got in the middle of it. And it was late one Saturday night. It was sort of at the end of that period of time that we were doing that. And uh, we, we hadn't even 
got a house yet, and I, we were staying at my parents, and I was on, they had this big back porch, and it was like 2, 2.30 in the morning, and I was sitting on the back porch, and I was working, preparing to get some things ready for, for the next morning's message, and I just said, okay, God, I'm not real sure what all has happened in the last X amount of years here with all this, but obviously you brought us back here, and I just said this to him, I said, what, uh, is this just like a next step, or is this something significant that you're wanting to happen? And so God confirmed it was significant, and he took me to a, a passage of scripture, and uh, he just really told me that that was a scripture that he, he had uh, wanted to be a foundation for you all and those that we would minister to. And every year since, I have preached on this passage of Scripture and done my best to, to bring this out to you. And so I, I feel led to do this for the next few weeks to, um, to share with you what, what I believe is, is just something that, uh, that God wants you to get, in, get a hold of. And it's, it's really life-changing. It's life-altering. I've tried to teach it a little bit more inspirational or different every time. And so I, I, I put all that into a very personal explanation because I, I want you to get the idea that um, God has a lot to say, but sometimes he says something very specifically, a very, uh, we would call it rhema, a fresh direct word for, um, for certain people at certain times. And so here we go. Are, are you ready to go? Genesis this is chapter 12. I'm going to use the Amplified Bible, and this is a, a brand new series that we're starting this morning, and it reads this way. So uh, if you didn't figure it out yet or not, you need to really pay attention because this is for you. I'm blown away by the enthusiasm happening right now. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's the congestion talking, but here we go, or the, the night quote. Here we go. Genesis chapter 12. Now in uh, Haran, the Lord said to Abram, uh, go for yourself, for your advantage, get away from your country and your relatives, someone say amen, <laughs> and your father's house, just kidding, to the land that I will show you. Now, um, Haran just means the parched place. So God's saying you need to get out of the parched place. Um, it was... The place that Abram, who was a pagan, a nomadic pagan, didn't have a God, didn't really have a people or a land. And so God says, I want you to, to remove yourself. We could call it the average place. Move yourself from the average place. Um, it's a place uh, where your fears, where your barrenness, your poverty, your lack, your sickness, your limitations, a very religious place. And God told Abram, Get on up out of there. And, and I want to encourage you to, to make a spiritual decision to get up out of the parts place. Get up out of the poverty. Get up out of the lack. Get up out of the, the, the limitation. And if you'll make that decision, look what verse 2 says. Then God says, I'm going to make of you a great nation. And I will bless you with an abundant increase of favor. I will make your name famous. I will make it distinguished. And you will be a blessing or a dispenser uh, of good to others. Because Abram was obedient, he went from the parched place, and God led him from the average place to the best place. 
or led him from the stressed place to the blessed place. His next level. And so this series, we're just calling it Be Blessed. Everyone say, Be Blessed. Uh, the word blessing or the barak very simply means this. It's, it's a declaration that empowers you to prosper and be successful. It's a declaration, a powerful statement, a powerful declaration that has the power for you to prosper and you to be successful. So God says, if, if you'll begin to change your thinking and your direction and come up out of the average place, the limited place, the place that has had you restricted, and God said, if you'll make movement, I'll do something. I, I, will, I will bless you. How I many know when God blesses you, it's more than you sneeze that God bless you. It's a statement of empowerment. It's a statement of prosperity. It's a statement of of success. It literally means this. Check this out. You, can we all just say, I'm ready to receive? It, it means to be in a place where you're without want, need, or worry. It, it means a liberal supply. A liberal supply of what? Um, liberal supply materially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's what it means. God wants to move you from your stressed place to your blessed place. Elbow somebody and say, he's talking to you. How many be all right with that? Now, the problem is right there, sometimes in the back of our mind, we think it's for someone else. We think we have to be perfect. We, um, we have all the whys that we can't and all the what ifs going on. And, and I just want you to know, God's talking to you, specifically. He is talking to you. That's why he gave me this scripture in the middle of the night. That we know this in its originality is talking about Abraham and Israel, but I'm going to prove to you it's for us today. So here's my title for today. It's this, the blessing, the blessing prospers you. The blessing prospers you. The first thing God says, if you'll make some movement to leave your stress place, I will increase you. I will bless you. I will liberally bless you is what the Bible says. Um, I will increase you. I will make you successful. I will give you longevity. I will give you fruitfulness. I will bless you. It literally means I will prosper you. Now, let me insert here because people get wiggy. Um, prosperity isn't just finances. It's not just materially. So don't negate it to just that. But don't you miss the fact that it absolutely is that as well. Did y'all get it? It is absolutely that as well. He wants to prosper you spiritually. He wants to prosper you emotionally. He wants to prosper you um, physically, spiritually, and materially. You cannot disconnect that word from the actual will of God. So God took this man named Abram, who was uh, a nomadic pagan, who was older in age, and he was at, without an heir or a son. And God said, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to increase you. As the story goes on, he tells him he's going to have a son. The earth's going to be blessed. His descendants are going to be as many as the stars. 
Actually, there's a point to that story that I love. One time God had to remind Abraham, so he took Abraham outside of his tent and said, look up, what do you see? He said, I see the stars. He says, that will be your descendants. Sometimes God has to get you outside of your tent to let you see his will. He's got to get you outside of your circumstances to see the word. He's got to get you outside of your situation or your experiences or your past or away from what's familiar to get you to see that God wants to bless you no matter what the tent has been over your life. And so his name was Abram, which means the father of few. And God said, I need to change your name, put the, put the God letter in there. And now you're Abraham, which means the, the father of a multitude. And he had to change his wife's name to the, the princess of many. So sometimes God has you, he has to get in there and change your identity for you to see what God is saying about little old you. And so in this series, I'm going to share with you each week what the blessing does. And we're just going to talk about how the blessing prospers you this morning. Can you all handle that? Yes. So, um, so I just want you to be receptive through this because uh, uh, as God has shared with this, showed me this from that moment on the back porch um, to now, I just want you to know that, it, uh, it, that increase in prosperity is absolutely the will of God for you. It's the will of God for you. Now, he was talking to somebody who had no land, no territory, no heritage. So it doesn't matter if you're from West Virginia, the South, the North. It, it's not dependent on some of those things. Because I've heard it. Well, that's West Virginia. You know, that's, it's, it's, there's a spirit there. It's impoverished. And um, it doesn't matter where you came from. If the blessing of God becomes your revelation. And there's a lot of mentality there. There's a spirit there that needs to be broken over our lives, over your thinking. And so I just want you to, let's just say this, increase, increase. and prosperity, prosperity is the will of God for my life. If you go back to the uh, original setting of this word prosper, it means God will push you forward. You know, a lot of believers want to fight this word prosperity. And it's been misused, I get it. But it's still the will of God whether it's been misused or not. And how many would agree with this? It would be the will of God for God to push you forward. Well, we got a problem with that. God wants to push you forward relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. He, he wants to push you forward. He wants to bring you forward and it's God pushing you forward. God says this, that if you leave that limited mindset, if you leave, leave that lack mindset, if you leave that lack experience, then what will happen is I will bless you and I will bring you forward. I will push you forward in all those areas of your life. And so that's what the blessing is. And the blessing of God will prosper you. Now, I'm going to read a few more scriptures than I usually do on a Sunday morning, but let me read you just a few more scriptures. And when I read this scripture, if you're willing to believe me, you should shout amen. This is Psalm 115. May the Lord cause you to flourish, which means to increase you more and more. It's the word for blessing. May, may the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your kids, right? May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of all of heaven and earth. Um, Genesis, all the way back, this is chapter 26, Isaac planted crops in the land, and the same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. 
The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became even more wealthier. Deuteronomy 29, carefully follow the terms of the covenant so you would prosper in all that you do. Say, well, that's all Old Testament. Let me give you a New Testament, 3 John chapter 2. Beloved, well, who's that? That's his people. That's a you. Beloved, I pray that you would what? You would prosper. God would bring you forward. He would bless you in some ways. What? Always. That your body would be well, even as your soul is well, and your soul prospers. You, you cannot physically prosper, materially prosper, emotionally prosper, or relationally prosper unless your soul is prospering. Your soul is your mind. Your mind needs to be altered by the will, the ways, and the word of God. That's why I'm teaching you this message. If you get revelation, you're, you're on the fast track to the blessing. Without you, you, you could spend your life loving Jesus, going to heaven, and not walk in the blessing. So you need some revelation on this. Uh, you say, what, what's, the, what, what's, what really, what's the difference of the blessing or the, the curse? Well, the blessing is when something's working for you, and the curse is when something's working against you. Uh, the, the, the curse could be lack, it could be loss, it could be decrease. Well, the opposite of the curse is blessing. It, it's abundance, it's, it, it, it's increase, it's prosperity. So the curse is when something's working against you, but the blessing is when something's working for you. And we see all the way back, God said to Abram, I will bless you with an abundant increase and you will prosper. Well, the only reason that God would say, I will bless you and increase will follow is because there was a curse that was causing the opposite to happen. Let's just take a test here. Don't raise your hand on this. But, but I'm going to give you some comparisons, and you, you just think out loud what's working more in your life. Is stress working more or peace? Praise or complaints? Doubt or belief? Health or sickness? Freedom or bondage? Flesh or the spirit? Criticalness or encouragement? Confidence or fear? Prosperity or poverty? Joy or grief? Failure or success? Righteousness or sin? How about this one? Heartache or hallelujahs? Or is the blessing working more or is the curse working more? What's manifesting more? What's showing up more? What's more obvious in our life? Not what we want it to be, but what are we really seeing? Because sometimes the blessing works in areas of our life, but it, there's lack in the other areas. And God says, I want all of your life to totally have the blessing on it. Now, I'm not talking perfection, but I'm talking excellence. There's a difference. And yeah, you, me, all of us, God wants us as his beloved to have the hand of blessing on our life, for our life to prosper. Amen? Someone say, I'll take that. All right, let's dig into this. You ready? Galatians Chapter 3, now, now listen, everything I just said is in context. Look at this passage here. Christ purchased our freedom. He redeemed us from the what? 
the curse of the doom of the law. He redeemed you, purchased, bought you from the curse and all of its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. It's written in Scripture, cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree or is crucified. To the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing that was promised to Abraham would come on the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive and realize the promise from his spirit. Because of Jesus becoming the curse, the promise given to Abraham could come on the Gentiles. That's you and I. Now, ju just jump down because of time. Verse 26. For in Christ Jesus, you all are sons of God through what? Through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, you have put on and clothed yourselves with Christ. There's now no distinction if you are Greek or if you're a Jew, slave or free, not male or even female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, if you are in him who is the seed of Abraham, then you are Abraham's offspring and you are a, you are a spiritual heir according to the promise. Y'all got that? Now, I read a lengthy translation there on purpose. What that says is there was a curse on the earth, but Jesus became the curse. Did y'all get that? He became the curse, or he, he went to the cross to reverse the curse. Here's what the curse was. If you go back in Deuteronomy, you find that the curse was, it was poverty, it was disease, and it was separation from God. And Jesus became all that on the cross. He became poor. Sin was put on him, separation from God. God turned his back on Jesus. That's why he'll never turn his back on you. He has already turned his back on Jesus, poured out the wrath on Jesus that should have been on you and I, but Jesus became the curse on the cross. And we know that. He became the curse on the cross so the blessing could come on what? Us. Someone say, thank God. Now, the word curse means the opposite of blessing. It means you have fallen from a state and you've been lowered to a lesser state. You've been separated from the blessing of God. But Jesus became the curse to break the curse, to reverse the curse, so the blessing of God could come on you. The Bible says, so the blessing could come on the seed of Abraham. Jesus is the seed of Abraham. Because he's the seed of Abraham and you are in Christ Jesus, you are now the heir of the blessing of God, the original blessing of God. <clears throat> Someone said, well, hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus broke the curse of poverty. Jesus broke the curse of disease. Jesus broke the curse of being separated from God. He broke it and became, he became the seed from Abraham, the blessing God gave to him. And because he broke that curse, you're in Christ, you're a receiver of the blessing. Someone said, that'll change things. Okay, I've got, I get you. I've preached that, you've heard that. Now, now what I want to share with you is just for the next few moments, each week I want to tell you a part of the blessing. So part of the blessing is that God prospers you. But how, how does that happen? How, how do we work the, curse, the, the blessing? How does the blessing work for us? And I just want you to know, you, you can really boil it down to these three things that will cause the blessing of God, because you're the target of the blessing of God. Did I just prove that to you? And part of that is just prospering you. We'll find out what else that does. 
But how many know it's good news that he prospers? The will of God is for you and I to prosper. The will of God is for our lives to prosper, our bodies to prosper, our marriages to prosper. No matter what is not prospering in the world around us. No matter what's happening in the world around us, believers should still be prospering. No matter who's in the Oval Office, it doesn't distract the blessing on God's people. Doesn't matter who's in the Capitol. No matter what's happening around the world, you're the blessed of the Lord. You're the blessed of the Lord. I don't, it is a, I don't want to say it's not important. I'm just saying it's not contingent on your family line, naturally speaking. It's not contingent on what's flowing through your natural blood veins. It's not contingent on who or where your daddy or mama or whatever that situation was like. It's not contingent on any of that. It's not contingent on the mistakes you used to make. It's not contingent on the person you used to be. It's not contingent on the sinner that you were. It's ultimately dependent on the fact of the DNA that's in your blood now, um, the blood of Jesus that's flowing through your veins now. It's dependent on who your father is now. It's, it's dependent on where your allegiance lies now. It's dependent on your redemption now, not who you were. So that being said, how about we figure out how the blessing works? Number one, you got to be right. You got to be right. I didn't say perfect, but you got to be right. Everyone say, I got to be right. Um, now, what, what does being right mean? Well, it means two things. One, it means you got to be saved. You got to be born again. Uh, you got to become a Christ follower. See, before you weren't a believer, you were a professional sinner. Uh, you came to a place you knew you needed a redeemer. You needed a savior. His name was Jesus. He shed his blood for you on the cross. He redeemed you, and, and you came to a place, I need to invite him in to be the Lord of my life. I now know I'm going to heaven. I'm a follower of Jesus. I am free from who I used to be. You have to be saved. You, to be blessed, to be a part of the blessing, you have to be redeemed. You have to be saved because the Bible says you have to be in Christ Jesus. That's how you get in Christ Jesus. Not going to church, not being religious. Why? Becoming a believer. Not thinking you believe in God, but confessing you are the Lord. You are the Savior of my life. You have changed my life. I will live and follow you. So you got to be saved, redeemed. If you're not, we'll let you in on this before the morning's over, okay? But we have to be believers. That's where it starts by being right. Amen. Thank God. But here's the second thing it means is not only being saved, you have to become obedient. Isaiah 119 says this, if you're willing and you're obedient, you will experience the best of the land. You'll experience the best that God has for you. So the benefits, the blessing of God, are really the results of being born again, being redeemed. Uh, just let me say this. Uh, being right means being righteous. Being righteous means when you came to Jesus, he, he gave you his righteousness as a gift, and you are now righteous. Did you all get that? You are now righteous. If you are born again, you are the, Bible says, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, so you're right. 
you, when you become right, you become the target of the blessing of God. You are his child. You're his son. You're his daughter. You're not going to be any more righteous than you are right now because it's his righteousness. You've been redeemed. But then the Bible says there's salvation and there's sanctification, which means we, we become obedient. So the blessing is for the righteous, but the blessing is for the obedient, not the rebellious. Now, I'm not talking about being perfect, but I'm talking about living our lives by the word of God, talking about staying in a right place with God. I'm talking about about walking in obedience. Obedience, the Bible says, demands the blessing of God. When we walk in his obedience, we have the blessing. If we get out of obedience, there's one way to fix that. It's called repentance. It's coming to God with an honest heart and saying, God, I've been off track here. God, I've, I've made some mistakes. My pride's gotten away. I repent. Brings us back into alignment. That's what repentance is. It's just, it's, it's, it's turning from something, turning to something. So the blessing is on the right. That's why I said we have to be what? We have to be right. Now listen to this statement. We obey because, no, sorry, got ahead of my notes. I'll come back to that. Um, the only way to close the door to disobedience is, 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 is to repent. So we can go through these periods in our, our life where we can get into areas of disobedience and not see the blessing on certain areas of our life. That's the bad news. The good news is we recognize it. We what? We repent. We get it back into alignment and watch God begin to bless it. Now, I'm not talking perfection, but the blessing. Remember, we're talking about prosperity. Prosperity works in our life when we first are right and obedient. We could break that down into the areas of tithes and our offerings and our generosity, which we've talked about over the last few weeks. If we get out of obedience there, that financial blessing, the financial prosperity in our life doesn't work. We have to keep that thing in alignment. If we've got out of alignment, what do we do? We get back in alignment. God, I repent of this. Let me get back into alignment. So what? The blessing starts flowing on it again. We want the blessing to flow in those areas of our life. If, if we've got them out of alignment, could be. And this, let me say this. Willingness and obedience, it's just an attitude. It's an attitude thing. So how, many want, how many want prosperity to work and flow in your life? Well, where, where does it start? It, it starts with being right. So if you're saved, then we also got to stay what? In obedience. Not perfection, but obedience. And here, here, here's the second thing. You ready for this? It, it's, we not only have to be right, we have to believe. Everyone say believe. Because the key to obedience is actually what? Faith. It's actually faith. I'm telling you how to walk in the blessing and how to work. We got to be right and we got to believe. Everyone say, be right, believe. Now, I want you to check this out. Um, probably not many, if any of us in this room, are blessed by origin. What I mean by that is the original people God was talking to in, in Genesis would be of Hebrew descent. We may have some Jewish people in here. I'm not sure. We don't have a large Jewish population in our area. But the blessing of God was on some because of origin. I would assume that most of us are, are not of Jewish descent. So we are, and that's a really small number in population, to be honest with you. But So we are what the Bible would call Gentiles. We are not uh, of Hebrew descent. Well, I want you to know the blessing on my life and your life as we read into the New Testament is not based on origin, but it's based on faith. 
You weren't born into the blessing. You were reborn into the blessing. You weren't born into the blessing. You were born again into the blessing. So it, it absolutely is, it, it's, a, it's a faith thing. It's a faith thing. So in your life, my life, the blessing of prosperity, the blessing of increase is directly related to what? Faith. Being right and believing. Believing, being right, things work together. In other words, the reason why you obey is because you believe. You don't believe because you obey. You obey because you believe. Are you all with me? How do you access the blessing of God? Well, you be in right relationship with God. You stay in obedience with God. And then you keep believing. What we read to you earlier about the promise of God that God gave to Abraham. Abraham's, or the Bible says the seed of Abraham is Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, then guess what? The promise of prosperity is for you. It's for your family. It's for you and it's for yours. So I'm going to believe by faith for that. Let me, let me read to you. This is Hebrews. Y'all doing all right? By faith. Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. And by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. He was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder was God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was part who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashores. How did that happen? By faith. How do you receive that promise in your life? By faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Why am I preaching this message to you? Why did God give me this message on the back porch? Why did he tell me every year to preach on this? By faith, you need to hear. You need to hear. You need to hear. You're blessed. Not broken. You're blessed. You're blessed. I'm going to say I'm blessed. Are y'all getting it? The Bible says this. Every good gift comes from the Father above. And you, you need to get what I'm about to say. Every good gift from God is a grace gift. Grace means you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't merit it. God's a good God. He's a good God who wants to do good. Grace, uh, grace means God wants to do good for you that you can't do for yourself. So everything from God is via grace. But it's only embraced by what? Faith. It's only received by Faith. Everyone say faith. Faith is what receives it. Faith, come, faith cometh by hearing and hearing. You need to keep hearing and hearing that you're blessed. You need to keep hearing and hearing that the blessing on your life means God wants to prosper you. I wrote it down this way. Y'all doing all right? I wrote it down this way. Um, the challenge is this, for us to become more blessing-minded or more increase-minded. Because our natural minds... Think along the lines of the curse. I'm not this. I don't have the education. Uh, 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 my family's, uh, they're so broke they can't even pay attention. Um, we just think these things. We say these things. And our, 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 our minds need altered. 
And I want to challenge you. I want to give you an assignment. I want to give you some homework. Say, God, help me become increase-minded. God, help me become blessing-minded. God, help me become, help me become prosperity-minded. And then keep hearing and hearing and hearing about the blessing of God until your mentality starts to change, starts to shift, because your natural mind thinks the opposite. It thinks lack, it thinks poverty, it thinks destruction, it thinks uh, can't have, it just thinks that way. It, it, need, it needs altered by the word of God. I'm not talking about arrogance, I'm talking about faith-minded, increase-minded, increased expectancy, hope-filled, it doesn't just happen because you hear me preach it today. It happens when you hear it and you say, God, help work this out in my life. So what are we talking about? That you're blessed. The original blessing, part of the original blessing is for your life to prosper and your life to increase and your life to expand. And where does it start? With you being right, you believing, here's the last one, and you being a blessing. Y'all get that? Here's the formula. I'm going to say it every week. Be right, believe, and be a blessing. Thank you for your overwhelming amens and enthusiasm. I'm like, you're the blessed of the Lord. Well, isn't that nice? That is, that's really moving. I, I moved on the edge of my seat with expectancy. Come on, I said, you're the blessed of the Lord. I, okay, I, I didn't say you're the blessed American. You're the blessed well, I said, you're blessed by the Lord. T take off the American blessing. Take, take the blessing of the Lord, blessing of God, blessing of Jehovah, blessing. You're blessed. I got the blessing of God. I got the blessing of God in my life, which means, which means I've got to get my thoughts and line. I got to get this stuff lined up here. here here's why. Because um, I need my mind to become in line with the word of God. You, you cannot... Get your mind in the Word of God and stay poverty-minded. You can do it religiously. You can do it apart from the Word. But you, if you start to get your, your mind in line with the Word of God, you become more increase-minded, faith-minded, favor-minded, prosperity-minded, longevity-minded, healthy-minded, wealthy-minded. So third, be a blessing. Listen to this statement. Y'all ready for this? God is so in favor of you prospering that he gave you the power to do so. Proverbs said, I gave you the power to be blessed with wealth. I didn't write that. God wrote that. Wealth is okay. Wealth is a sign of the blessing of God. Poverty is a sign of the curse working. And we all can have Areas that the curse work in our lives. We, 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 want, we want the blessing to be the signs of our life. That's not to get in condemnation. That's just do the checklist here. Start, you know, like what areas of my life maybe are disobedient? What areas of my life are out of line? I want to get them in alignment. I want to believe right. And I want to be a blessing. Look at Deuteronomy. It says, uh, and you should remember the Lord your God. Um, he gives you the power to get what? That he would establish his covenant that he swore to your fathers. God wants to stay in covenant with you. And part of the covenant is this uh, uh, wealthy blessing. Did y'all get that? You're in covenant with God over this thing. God will keep his side of the covenant. Let's stay in our side of the covenant. Amen? 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 
Amen. I love what Matthew says. Matthew says this. Matthew says, you, you can't serve two masters. Can't do it. How many have ever tried? Flesh, spirit, Jesus, devil. Maybe not intentionally. You can't serve two masters. But then the Bible names the two masters. You can't serve God and mammon. Can you all just stick with me for a minute? You can't serve God, fully serve God, and mammon. What's mammon? Well, mammon's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit the Bible talks about. And the Bible says you can't, you can't, serve, um, you can't serve both of those. And the spirit of mammon has some offspring. Pride, greed, and poverty. It's the three, it's the three offspring of mammon. So the Bible said you, you can't serve the spirit of mammon. Spirit of mammon is the spirit in the world. You can't serve that spirit and the spirit of God. You can't serve, that, that, that's stressing. This is a blessing over here. So you, you, you got to determine, you know, I, I, I'm going to live in the ways of God, the word of God. I'm going to live in, in the will of God. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to camp here for good. That, that spirit, can, can we all just like be real honest? The spirit that's in the world, y'all, it's not working. It's crazy. Here's the difference. Whenever God is close, there's order. Whenever God is far away, there's chaos. If God's close in your life, there will be order. If not, there will be chaos. There was a time in your life, your life was nothing but chaos because God was distant. But now you're in Christ that should bring order into your life. In our world, where God is being rejected and ignored, there is total chaos. But where God is, is honored and God is observed and God is followed, there's what? There's order. That's why we've seen order go to chaos in our country. I just heard this last night. For years and years and years and years, our president, our cabinet, our government has allowed groups, small groups of prophetic people to have a voice in the future of our country. This is the first administration to say, we don't want that anymore. Why do you think we're seeing the chaos that we're seeing? We've lost the providential prophetic honor of not just the word of God, but the words that God's still speaking today. So there's this spirit of mammon. Let me get back on track here. There's this, there's this, y'all doing all right? There's this, there's this spirit of mammon. And the first part of that spirit of mammon is, is pride. And the Bible said this, God will do something. He will oppose pride. How many know there's some areas of our life I know God's had, God's had to oppose? It's our pride. It's our opinions. We can shout about the blessing, but as long as we stay in opposition with pride in our life, God will oppose it when we want God to bless it. I mean, it's challenging to think. God may be against some of my opinions. God's against my offenses. God's against the things I won't submit in my life. And it can't have the blessing working on it as long as pride is working. And that's, it's just a spirit that's in the world. The other offspring is, is just greed. Greed is the world's spirit. Get all you can, hold on to it, don't let it go, accumulate, accumulate. That's, that's, that's a spirit of greed. And greed always, leave, always leaves you in lack. And the other part of the spirit of mammon is just poverty. 
Poverty is to not have. And you know what poverty also? Poverty can also be a part of the spirit that um, we've forgotten to attribute God with our blessings. Or we've not been willing to walk in the blessings of God. Let me say it this way. You know something I will never do and you should never do is apologize for the blessing of God on your life. I'm not saying being arrogant, but if God has blessed you financially, God gets all the glory. If God is blessing your marriage, God gets all the glory. If there's a blessing on your kids, God gets all the glory. If, you know, if God's blessing is on, on just your, your health, God gets all the glory. God gets all the glory. That's the opposite of poverty. You can actually have some, you can actually have some bling and be in poverty. Are y'all hearing me this morning? So, so, all right, Pastor, land this plane. Summarize this for us. I would summarize it this way. Y'all ready for this? Let me go back to where I started in this message, just, just to be heartfelt with you. Sitting on the back porch, 2.30 in the morning. Okay, God, what do you want to say? And God said, let me take you to the book of Genesis. Not where I read all the time, right? And he says, I want you to declare this every year over the people that will be a, a part of the church that you lead. So if you're sitting here, you're watching, or you're going to watch a little bit later, God's trying to tell you something. That he told me on a porch at 2.30 in the morning. So this is how many years? 16 years later. God's still trying to remind you that he wants to increase you. He wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. You may say, well, I don't know if that's for me. Yeah, are you sitting here? Are you tuned in? Are you watching later? Then what I'm saying to you is God wants to bless you. He told, he told a nomadic pagan, if you come up out of that stress place, out of that place that you're familiar, so what you need to do is make a decision right here, right now, that you're going to come up out of your stressed place. It's a place that's been full of fear that you've stayed. It's been a place that's been a place you've been depressed. It's been a place where you've been broke. It's been a place where you've been in sickness. And I'm not talking about an attack. I'm just saying you've been in an unhealthy place. You've been in an unhealthy place in your emotions. You've been in a place someone told you all your life you, you're going to be poor. Someone told you all your life you're not this and you're not. You've got to make a decision to come up out of that place. Listen, some of you have, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you how it is and get up in your grill. You have believed wrong. Either you, someone has told you something wrong or you've chosen to believe wrong, but it's time to choose right. Sometimes you've got to unlearn a few things. But if you could believe Grandpa or Papa or whoever told you whatever they told you or CNN or MTV or Facebook or whoever told you, if you can believe all these years what they told you, can't you believe what God Almighty said about you and what he said to you? That's why Deuteronomy had the word, it used the word, remember. Man, we forget so easy. We forget so easy. 
I'm just saying to you, what is God saying to you? Uh, if you get up and leave the parts place, the stress place, the average place, the place where you were uh, in lack and poverty, it, it, it's, it's in, it's in your, it might have been in your experience, but it started in your thinking. So if you get up from that place and start some momentum in the direction God said, get up and leave that which was your familiar. You've been too familiar with it. As long as you stay familiar with it, it'll be your foundation. You, you got to start leaving where you were. And it starts with receiving Christ, then walking in obedience, believing what he said, because all the rest of it is received by faith. That's why Abraham, when he was all those years old, God said, you're going to have a baby. He said, uh, my wife's like 99. She can't have a baby no more. How many know when you're 99? Well, she, when you're 59, you don't want no more babies, right? <laughs> Can I just say this to some of you? Better late than never with the blessing of God. And especially in the area of prosperity, I mean, I've been on this for a little while, um, it, it, this is where it starts. Because if we're going to be a blessing, then here's where it starts. I start with giving God his, that's tithing. The, the, this, the, that's the covenant with God. Then it moves into just offering, sowing into good opportunities and living a life of generosity, blessing those who are um, struggling, blessing those, they don't even have to be struggling, you just want to bless them, you just want to be a blessing. blessing. But our mentality is, I don't have, when I have one day, when my ship comes in, you know, when the lottery comes through, then I'll be able to be a blessing. You're a blessing by what? Faith. Start somewhere. Just start being a blessing. Start being encouraged. Just start being. That's how you break the power of greed. That's how you break this power of the curse. You start believing what God says, and then you act on it. Let it come out your mouth. Let it come out your actions. Man, isn't that good? Isn't that good? Man, God's good, isn't he? Can we, can we all stand? Can we stand? Did y'all get something good? I know it might have been a little hard to understand with my voice this morning, but what I wanted to get across is, uh, and I wanted to go back to that moment when God spoke that and, 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 and say that over you and, and say this to you, um, up to this point, doesn't matter like the umbrella that you've lived under because it's just like Abraham had to get out from under the, the tent. You had to get out from under that umbrella of doubt, disillusion, ignorance, unbelief. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? God is good. God is good. You know, to stand up here and look at this many people, look through the camera to all those people and just say, you're the blessed of the Lord. You are the blessed of the Lord. Yeah, do this. Say, I'm the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. Now, say it with some conviction. I'm the blessed of the Lord. If you're the blessed of the Lord, listen, it, it, if there are things that haven't broken, man, they're about to break. Why? Because you're the blessed of the Lord. If some things haven't worked out in your favor, they're about to. Why? Because you're the blessed of the Lord. You're the blessed of the Lord. <clears throat> I'm not going through puberty. It's just, uh, 
man, God is good. He is so good. You're the blessed of the Lord. Things will work out in your favor because you're the blessed of the Lord. Things are shifting because you're the blessed of the Lord. Things are healing because you're the blessed of the Lord. He promised you. You're the, you are the heir to the promise God gave Abraham way back then. Jesus was the seed. You're in Christ Jesus. You're the heir of the blessings of God. Somebody might say, you know, I, I don't even know who my dad was growing up. I didn't really inherit anything. Doesn't matter. You're, you're an heir. You're an heir of Abraham. You're an heir of Jehovah. You're an heir of Christ, your Redeemer. You're, you're the heir. Let me just say it this way, because this is absolutely what the Scripture means. I'm just trying to pump you up. Um, here's literally what that means. Are you ready for this? I'm not going to say it unless you shout something, right? So here's literally what it means. Literally what it means. Go look it up. It means God will treat you like he treats Jesus. Literally what it means. God will treat you like he treats Jesus. Aren't you glad God doesn't treat you like you need to be, you deserve to be treated? He treats you like he treats Jesus. He treats you like he treats Jesus. But pastor, you don't know what I've done. He treats you like he treats Jesus. You don't know the family I came. No, he treats you like he treats Jesus. Well, God, you don't know what I, no, he treats you like he treats you. You don't know where I've been. He treats you like he treats Jesus. Now, we're going to do a song, and here's what we've been doing every week. I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit what this message means to you as we do this worship song. I'll be back up in a moment. What, what, what is God wanting to tell you this morning? What is he dealing with you about this morning? Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've given your life to Jesus, but you've been out of, out of obedience in some areas. You just need to repent and get back in line. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is he saying to you during this song? I mean, he deserves our worship. Thank you for listening to the LifePoint Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe and follow so you don't miss a message. For more information, you can visit lpcwv.com.